This podcast is being published late due to family illness, but I wanted to go back and make sure we had a show for today for completeness of the archive. Coming up on Podcast 1564, the first electric pickup truck arrives in the UK, but is it any good? And what does it cost? Stick around, I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, 480 kilowatt DC fast charging, new charges for EVgo, and why Mahindra and Volkswagen are getting together for EVs. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Tuesday, 16th of August. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with some numbers coming out of the Netherlands, where they just love their Skoda Enyaqs. They can't get enough of them. Passenger car side. Sales numbers of the Netherlands for July are out, and the number of new overall registrations, much like everywhere, decreasing because of supply chain issues. But all electric cars, positive results. It's the same story again and again and again. Last month, 6,700 new plug-in vehicles registered in the Netherlands. That's up on a year ago. The tiny increase is a result of two trends. More battery electric vehicles being sold and, unfortunately, fewer plug-in hybrids. I wonder if we've reached peak plug-in in the Netherlands. Overall, plug-in cars accounted for 31% of the new car market. That is amazing. 31% in the Netherlands. Uh, wow, that is definitely one of the higher countries around the world. 22% for pure battery electric cars. So, what are they like? What was selling? As I mentioned in the headline, their favourite electric car in the Netherlands is the Skoda Enyaq IV in first place, followed by the Kia EV6. And I'm seeing anecdotally more of those flying around where I live, actually. In third place, the Citroën EC4. Great affordable choice. Followed by the Hyundai Arnic 5. And then in fifth place, the Peugeot E208. What about year-to-date, though? Because there's no Teslas in that top five there. And it's always worth pointing out that in terms of the the cars coming out of China, because Berlin still hasn't scaled yet, but it is uh, coming, hopefully soon, uh, you can't, you know, Tesla vary month to month so much. It's really unfair to them if you don't look at it over the course of at least a quarter And I would say trying to go bigger than that. So looking at year to date in the Netherlands, the number one car again is the Skoda Enyaq IV. In second place is the Lincoln Co. 01. Now that is a plug-in hybrid. In third place, the Peugeot E208, followed by the Volvo XC40, the Kia Nero EV, or E-Nero, not sure what they call it in that market, Uh, the Kia EV6, then the Audi Q4 e-tron, and then the Citroën EC4, the Fiat 500 electric, and the Peugeot E2008. So, so many different cars there in the top 10 year to date. No Teslas, which is interesting, because uh, they've always done pretty well. Well, they did a couple of years ago, I think, um, they had uh, some great results. I know that 2021 was down, but 22 looks like it's down again. Wonder what's happening there, because I wouldn't think that the the market there is any different to other countries where Tesla continues to do well, like Germany and France. But hey, in the Netherlands, uh, they don't appear to be in love with them as much as elsewhere. But great, there's such a big choice of other electric cars to pick from. Now, headline story, the UK finally has an all-electric pickup truck. Maybe you thought the Cybertruck was going to be the first electric pickup truck. Well, it, I mean, it won't be because we won't get it here. Uh, Elon Musk has said they'll, they will never redesign it to meet our safety regulations. He said that maybe one day they'd do a smaller one. Um, But yes, the Cybertruck is not going to be coming to the uh, European markets or even Australia. I don't think. I'm not sure it meets uh, those 
uh, pedestrian crash tests. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know the tester will take your money if you're in a market where the Cybertruck is never coming to, like here. I know they will take a deposit from you um, and take that as a, as a free loan. Um, I think a better way to do it would be to say, hey, you're in the UK trying to put money down for a Cybertruck. The car won't be sold there, but uh, thanks a lot. Uh, that's not the way it works, though. They will indeed take your cash and sit on it, but that's, uh, that's your choice. Uh, so, yeah, we won't ever get the Cybertruck here. Um, maybe the Ford F-150 Lightning, possibly. Oh, that's a big vehicle for UK roads. But a mid-sized truck like this looks like it could go down well. This is a Maxus. So, Chinese, so owned by SAIC. The Maxus T90, all-electric pickup truck, and it's now open for pre-order or for registration. And beating the likes of Ford, VW, Tesla to the punch, the Maxus T90 is now available, 49950 but bearing in mind, it's a commercial vehicle. So that excludes VAT. Holy bazookas. So that is another 10 grand on top of that for 20% um, VAT. So that's a 60 grand if you include the VAT, but obviously businesses don't. So uh, first deliveries come in Q1 2023. And for the electric version of the T90, it's a single motor. So you won't be doing any hardcore off-roading in this. So it's a single rear motor I believe, 88.5 kilowatt hour battery, 201 horsepower on that single motor. Uh, so that's good. You know, it's rear wheel drive. So you've got some stuff in the bed in the back that'll uh, hold the thing down. Uh, the battery's going to be pretty heavy anyway, so I wouldn't worry too much um, about slip sliding around. Limited ground clearance. So again, I don't think you're going to be doing too much off-roading or even soft-roading with a two-wheel drive. Um so no wading as well because it's pretty low um, and it charges pretty quickly 80 kilowatt charge speed so look this isn't um, gonna knock your socks off specs wise but if you want a working vehicle it could be for you now I would say from the people that I know that live rurally if you live on a farm or out in the sticks a little bit and you want a working vehicle you are much more likely to have uh, an old Land Rover that's gonna do the business in terms of getting you out of trouble, getting you through mud and ruts, um, rather than going electrics. So I'm not quite sure the market this is aimed at. I think the, the van drivers that need a van, as in lockable, or your tools and staff or your goods, would still get a van. So I don't know. Like Truck culture is not a massive thing over here, so it wouldn't be a leisure vehicle. It'd be a working vehicle. So I'd like to know from any of the listeners um, if you need a 220-mile pickup truck in the UK. Well, you got one now, Maxus T90, now available to buy. Neo are recruiting manufacturing staff in the US. So they've had administrative roles and management roles in the US for a while, but this is the first time I've ever seen Neo hiring for manufacturing in the US. The move has raised a flurry of speculation that Neo will open a North American factory, says SupChina.com. But the company has offered no further disclosure. Neo laid out the skills and experience required from candidates in job descriptions. They're looking for people with blueprint planning, design of original equipment manufacturing facilities, auto manufacturing, as well as knowledge of state policies on EVs, design standards, and approval processes. That's really interesting. The plant reportedly will assemble cars from what's called completely knocked down, CKD, completely knocked down, or even semi-knocked down kits. So 
The component parts will be delivered from China, obviously, and then assembled in the US. Is that enough to then get the federal tax credit? Hmm. Well, the batteries would be Chinese, so no. So I wonder what that is all about. That's really interesting. Um, the kits, you almost certainly come from China, and then they have final assembly in the US. Last year, of course, NEO entered Norway. In February this year, the CEO announced that they'll be, providing, they'll be arriving in 25 countries by 2025. And I believe that because this year, NEO expanding beyond Norway to Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Netherlands, and then I think a pretty aggressive expansion after that to 25 countries by 2025. I would happily have a NEO, having had a Chinese car now with the MG. As long as there was a reasonable way to get service, I would happily have that car. Um, any of the NEO cars, actually. NEO already has a presence, like I mentioned, in the US. On the West Coast, there's 150-odd people working there. Uh, they've got like 50 people in general administration. They have a bit of production and manufacturing, but nothing by the looks of, uh, of what they are trying to expand to. So their ET7, the sedan, the Model S competitor, if you like, um, the first ones of those were shipped out of China yesterday. Now, they're heading to Europe, and they'll go on sale in Germany later this year. And like I mentioned, Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Norway as well. But the ship left China yesterday. 9,385 units of the first production sedan going to domestic customers. Now, in China, it starts at 66,000 US dollars equivalent, 450,000 RMB. So this is going to be up against a BMW 5 Series for instance. That's what you'll be cross-shopping the ET7 against and the first SUV, the ES8, in Norway as well. So we'll watch how that goes. Are they uh, the Weibo? We, is it, do I say Weibo? Weibo? Account? Uh, the Chinese social media network. Anyway, uh, Neo. I've translated this from Chinese. Thanks, Google. Um, according to them, says Neo ET7s set sail for Europe and will be open for booking and delivery in Germany, Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, providing more European users with a complete service system and enjoying a pleasant lifestyle. Like I say, Google Translate to the rescue. But hey, I'm glad that <laughs> the Europeans will be enjoying a pleasant lifestyle. Not sure that's exactly what the translation should say. Right, coming up on the podcast soon, more charges for EV Go and Mahindra and Volkswagen sharing technology. Stick around. Those stories are on the way. Now we'll talk about Xpeng. Their G9 SUV is up for pre-sale, uh, but now they're showing off the chargers that will be used to charge it. CNEV Post pointing out that these are 480 kilowatt chargers. What? That's crazy. 670 amps. You'll add over 200 kilometers in just five minutes. I mean, what have I been nattering on for so far today? 11. Right. So half of this podcast, 200 kilometers. That's crazy. Um, the plan for Xpeng is to ensure all their vehicles take advantage of their new superchargers. They're called S4s, the S4 superchargers. Uh, the G9 SUV is the first one that can take advantage of 480 kilowatt DC fast charging. If you are under any illusion that some of the best innovation and quality is now coming out of China, and again, I don't know, maybe it's my age, a generational thing. There's still a, a deep, dark corner of my brain that thinks of China as dodgy old knockoff crud that you wouldn't want. It's, that's not, that is not true at all. It is definitely where there's some world-class innovation coming out of. And 480 kilowatt DC fast charging on an SUV is just 
bonkers fast. EVgo are next in the news, announcing a new agreement with Delta Electronics. They're going to add 1,000 ultra-fast chargers, their 350-kilowatt units in the US. A substantial deal, considering that as the end of the second quarter, EVgo had 850 charging sites and a few thousand chargers in 60 metro areas, and now adding 1,000 new ultra-fast chargers from Delta, the Taiwanese electronics manufacturing company linked to Inside EVs, if you want to read more about that story. Now, the Indian company Mahindra showcasing their new electric family, the SUVs shown off by Mahindra today in Banbury in the Midlands here in the UK. Uh, the electric SUVs are going to be launched on a new platform and architecture uh, equipped with Volkswagen MEB components. So uh, the Volkswagen... Group electric cars are based on a platform, so common parts, common battery, common... And then the styling is different according to what brand it is. And that platform is called MEB. And so Volkswagen done a deal with Mahindra here uh, to, if not sell them the entire platform, at least the component parts, including the electric drivetrain and the battery and the unified cell. The term covers all the major uh, technical bits uh, from the end of 2022 onwards. Now, Tesco, the big supermarket chain here in the UK, adding new trucks, electric trucks to their fleet. You'd hope they would be electric trucks. What with this being an electric car podcast? Um, the new Renault trucks are 18 tonnes and they are all electric drive. They're called E-Tech D-Wides. Oh, I love an E-Tech D-Wide. Oh, you're there, mate. Oh, an E-Tech D-Wide. This is an 18 tonner uh, that will be powered by uh, 265 kilowatt hours of batteries running at 600 volts and uh, they've got uh, a new sort of big rear shutter door and they've got the big tail lift and the spec that Tesco needed for their deliveries. And MG have uh, officially opened pre-orders in Europe of the MG4. I mentioned this yesterday, went away, did some research for you, and pre-orders for the MG4 are now open across Europe. Not in the UK, may I add, but MG UK and MG Europe different companies, uh, uh, obviously same cars. Uh, according to MG, the first 1,000 MG4s will be delivered by the end of the year from the headquarters owned by SAIC. Starting at 26 grand here in the UK. I wouldn't go that though. I would go the bigger battery but base spec. I wouldn't go for the all singing, all dancing spec, which gets you above 30. Although that is very, very nice. Don't get me wrong. But I would keep the lower spec, but just get the big battery. Because, you know, range is king and all that. 64 kilowatt hour battery on that. But yeah, certainly in Europe, in mainland Europe, um, you can now order your MGs. That is pre-ordering now open. And finally, I've talked about darts before. D-A-R-T-Z, darts with a Z, um, before on this podcast. The Latvian firm darts unveiling... um, a version of their city car, which they call the cheapest EV in the EU. They call it the Freeze Froggy Beach Star. Let me take you on a tour of the Freeze Froggy Beach Star. It is basically, you know, I talk about the Wuling Hongguang Mini EV, which is, which just does hundreds of thousands in China. It is, you know, call it what you want, a roller skate, a jelly mould. It's tiny. And... 
Effectively, that's what this is. The Latvian company will rebody the Chinese Wuling Hongguang Mini EV uh, and make it a cabrio with a 27-horsepower motor and giving it a soft top. Now, it will do 62 miles an hour, um, which is a lot more than the Citroën Ami, which will do 28 miles an hour, just enough to really frustrate the person behind you and a few cyclists that will inevitably overtake you. But no, not the darts. The darts will have a 62-mile-an-hour top speed. 105 miles of range, removing the rear seats. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what the Hongguang Mini EV will look like when it's in Europe. If the Latvian firm Darts do manage to pull this off and distribute it, I'd love to have a play with one of these because, you know, what's not to love about a soft top cabrio electric vehicle, uh, you know, roadster at the end of the day without, <laughs> without a roof? Um, it's going to cost about €13,000, about £10,000. And uh, they've also got a, a top spec version, which they can't tell us any more about called the Freeze Mojo. Anyway, that's your Latvian EV update. Question of the week. Taking a wee break for a while, but it will return. And our premium partners of the podcast on Patreon. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK, our Octopus Electric Juice, they make public charging simple with one card, one map and one app, and Millbrook Cottages. .co.uk for wonderful five-star luxury getaways down in Devon. Have a good and see tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid. I almost forgot then. I was going to say fast-charging hybrid. Yeah, they don't charge either. <laughs>